Hey, it's your DM Jamie. I just wanted to start this episode off right off the bat by saying thank you so much for listening to the Harmony campaign up until now. I can't believe this is already the last episode. I hope it's not too cliche, but I wanted to get all of the usual ending or middle of the episode stuff right out of the way right here at the beginning so that you have no interruption while you listen to this very long last episode of the Harmony campaign. Like I said, a super big, huge special thanks to everyone who has listened thus far, and even to those of you who have binged in the last few weeks or are listening to it after the fact. Uh, This was an absolute labor of love for myself and the four players, Mike, Manda, Ali, and Matt, and I am so, so proud of this thing that we've been able to put together, so thank you so much for listening and hopefully enjoying. We're not done yet, so stay tuned for... More content from the Attempted Adventure crew. We will be doing a table talk on August 3rd. That is Monday, August 3rd, which is next Monday, if you are listening to this on its release date or its release week. And we would love to be able to answer some of your questions with a Q&A. So we are calling for questions on Twitter and Instagram with the hashtag Harmony underscore QA. So uh, please send us plenty of questions, anything that you would like answers to, and uh, hopefully we can get to those in our table talk. You can also send us an email with your questions to attemptedadventurecast at gmail.com and make sure the subject line for that is Harmony QA. I look forward to reading everything you guys have to send to us, and I cannot wait to answer your questions and just generally talk about this campaign in a table talk. It was such a whirlwind for us as beginner D&D players. I can't wait to discuss it. As usual, if you are not already, I highly recommend following us on Twitter and Instagram at AAdventureCast, especially now since we're going to be doing more interactivity as far as like Q&As and stuff go. And if you're not already, you should totally subscribe to us wherever it is you get your favorite podcasts. We're on a lot of platforms. And if you've got the time, go ahead and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It will super duper help boost the show. And now that we have a full campaign for people to listen to, we are quite bingeable. So now you have a full campaign to uh, recommend to your friends and family. I genuinely cannot thank you enough. Uh, This campaign was an absolute thrill to write and play and then produce. So I really, really hope that you got something as special out of it as we did. And I hope you keep listening in the future. We've got a couple new announcements to talk about when we do our table talk. We're going to be doing some pretty fun stuff in the future. So I hope you'll stick around and enjoy more from us at Attempted Adventure. Anyway, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I'll let you get listening to the finale of the Harmony campaign. Enjoy! previously on Attempted Adventure. This was once a temple known as the Temple of Ludus. Our leader, Asian, found it many, many years ago, the Keeper's Key. It is essentially the key to restoring the balance of nature. You can see a deep symbol in the forehead of the creature. Now you are in the Moon Garden with Asian. I've heard a lot about your adventures. Thank you for all that you've been doing for Asian is not all he seems to be. I think this is so much bigger than we thought. It's so much bigger than us all. We see a vision shared by you four. It's a vision of another four, very quickly losing their ground against something inevitable. Then we were whisked away to accept the responsibility of being the saviors of this world. You have been gone for three weeks. Morgana, what has gone down. Are we not preservationists anymore? Uh, You could say so, yes. 
I thought it was time we finally meet face to face. You know me as creation. Creation cannot exist without omission. I have faith you are strong enough. And remember, you're not alone in this. Welcome back, adventurer. Are you ready to give it a try? Any last moves before you guys all pack up and head back to the temple as a group? I'm putting on my vest of straight black. Ooh, oh, that's yes. smart. Ooh. I am going to smell like a dog. That's all right. Uh, um, are we long rested? Yes, you just woke Sick. up from your sleep and they transported you back. And everybody leveled up to 14? Oh yes. Oh hell yeah, baby. Any anybody got anything cool from that? Yes. Yeah. Tell me about it. Nope. Sorry, uh, I apologize now. I know blight. <gasps> oh no. <gasps> yes. Oh mm-hmm. fuck yeah. Oh, do you want us to go through spells we know now? No, you don't have to. Uh, just okay. anything really cool that you got from the last couple level ups. We have we haven't really discussed a level 14. up in a while. Yeah, we haven't talked about the level up in a while, and I like doing that. Okay, so go for it. Tell us what you got. Me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I got something pretty cool that um, might really help us in the ending here, depending on if Jamie lets me use it. It's kind of up to her. Yikes. Those are never good. Yeah, it's de- it's like a 14th level ranger thing. It's like arguably... A little bit too OP considering that it's like context specific. Where is it? So at level 14, I get there's like this ranger feature called a uh, favorite enemy. Okay. Oh, and at level 14, I get a new favorite enemy and I get to pick like kind of like its race and everything. Mm-hmm. And I happen to notice that uh, Fearbulg is a half giant fey oriented humanoid. Okay. So I just kind of like smushed some of that stuff in here. It doesn't like perfectly apply one to one, but I can theoretically know a ton of stuff about Fey and Fearbulg. And then coupled with that, I got this spell called, um, I can't remember what it's called. And I don't want to swipe over because the iPad app sucks, but it's like find creature or like locate creature. Okay. And it's basically like if you've come within 30 feet of a creature at least once, you can cast this second level spell and just like know where it is. Oh, like, shit. Wow. Telepathically. Damn, boy. <laughs> that I shit love... do be wild. It's a little, it's a little bit a lot. So I don't know if we're going to need to find that boy, but I, I took uh, precautions to do so. I also got a bonus action called Vanish at 14th <laughs> level. Wow. Which means that I can just like, as a bonus action in in like combat, I can just like disappear. Hmm. Oh, shit. That's and also, 
I never ever leave a trail and I can't be tracked except by magical means unless I choose to be. Just like forever now? now? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's Holy a good fuck. thing we're done now because everything just got really OP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, like what like Ranger uh Ranger and Rogue is like the obvious, you know, mix that I've never even thought of before. But look at these these yeah. features and stuff, you know? Pretty crazy. Anybody else get cool stuff? Oh, um, last level, 13, I got a feat instead of an ability and score improvement, and I took Warcaster, which gives me advantage on constitution saves for concentration. Oh, nice. Um, Ooh, and it good. also, we haven't really played with this, it, it's in the feat, so I wrote it down anyway, opportunity attacks, uh -huh. instead of me taking an opportunity attack, when that presents itself, I can cast a one-turn spell instead. Oh, nice. God damn. Yeah. So that's a fun one. Uh, so if there's nothing else anyone wants to share, then I can jump right in. Yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I yeah. didn't get anything really cool. Okay. Some I also, I took spells. a feat last level up too, and then I tried to use it, uh, but then Melody didn't need it. Remember when <laughs> I was like, I'm oh, going to yeah. influence that saving throw, and she was like, why? <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> It was a confusing situation for all of us. You do Why? a spot on Manda. Yeah, that's a really good impression of Manda. Why? Why? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, yeah, so you guys have all been uh, safely uh, teleported from the center of the forest back to the miniature temple. You've had some time to... Um, gather your things as Olinfair and Morgana rush around trying to pack themselves back up and prepare themselves. Uh, Cal has taken Ander aside and, and put together a little set of leather armor for him, as well as equipped him with a, a, a small short sword and a few more smaller light weapons. And she's giving uh -huh. him, she's giving him a bit of a fighter talk. You know that she's been, been training him, uh, just here and there on their journeys, and you're not really sure how far along he is as far as uh, fighting goes, but uh, it seems like she's she's hyping him up to finally be part of the adventure this time. Um, what are Aww. you guys doing in preparation to return to the temple? Fenian's mm. doing some mean stretches. <laughs> some really deep, like, touching his toes. He does one where he takes his he takes his knee and he puts it to his chest and then just like bends over backwards. Oh nice. Oh. It's he yeah, it's great. <laughs> also that stretch destroys him. He pulls every muscle in his body. <laughs> <laughs> takes 5 damage. <laughs> <laughs> Melody's hitting a blunt once with Genji. Aww. <laughs> just Aww. once for like though. inspiration. One for the road. You can't give yourself inspiration. Yeah, like it's just like one just like, for like my own like personal vibes, inspiration. You know? Yes, good vibes. I think Otto's doing like a suit up montage and then like making it take longer than it should. Like he's like putting all his stuff on and then he like takes his swords off and like switches which hip they're on, even though they're identical <laughs> swords. And then like unwinding his whip and then winding it back up again. And then, you know. That kind of stuff. Mm. Portia just put on her vest 
and is like waiting for everyone else to be done and drying, like in the dirt, like with my sword, like heart. <laughs> I love that. Oh my that god, for I love drive. her so much. <laughs> Fuck. Oh man. Um. Yes. Yeah, so so morning light has just broken, and you guys are all now fully prepared. Some more so than others. Uh, and Morgana calls you over to the entrance of the temple and she she Sisbiv has packed up and uh and s- supposedly gone ahead you're not sure he's closed the curtains and disappeared behind them you are now uh surrounded by Genji Morgana Olinfer Cal and Ander and uh, as you all stand here Morgana just just about finishes up drawing a intricate mandala in the ground in the dirt that very similarly matches the mandala from the courtyard of temple prime everyone steps into the circle and she reaches out her hands both clad in in the golden gloves and uh, she says all right is everybody ready everybody got everything you need think you're prepared for whatever we find at the temple in in the aftermath of our leaving you got it mom are we going into a battle right now or uh what's what's your recon say i'm not uh fully certain but i think it's it's safe to be prepared for the worst so i would say i would say go into this fully prepared to jump straight into battle um but uh don't go charging ahead without keeping an eye out right on yes oh my god we're gonna go right into the battle with hogwarts guys i love it i'm so excited (laughs) uh so she she everybody is is now connected by one point of contact and she she kind of gives you all one last look over and and a sturdy nod and the world pixelates up from beneath you and when it pixelates back down there's it's hard to see around you all all of the lanterns in the courtyard of temple prime are distinguished which is something you've never experienced before every time you've come though there are sky lights there's never been no other light so the only light illuminating this room is from high 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 above you in the open ceiling of the courtyard but it's it's hardly enough to illuminate the room um and so those of you with dark vision are at an advantage here but uh what is the move here now that you are standing in this darkened courtyard I cast a cantrip. Okay. Called no, wait, dance. let me do it. Okay, I got a fire damn. amulet. So I oh make fire in my hand so that I can see as a free action. What was your cantrip going to be? Dancing lights. How cute. <gasps> Love that. But don't all three of you guys have dark vision except me? Yeah. Yeah, but my yeah, dancing lights is fun because you combine them into a vaguely humanoid sized shaped light and it just like sheds also, light like, in a 10 foot radius other gucci people have dark vision i don't oh, think that's true you don't know so their you lives you need dancing lights but here's the you thing don't know i their have lives i have the amulet of ignition is the name of my hot and fresh out the kitchen my magic oh, item so yeah that's my incantation to make it work is to keep the fire going i have to be whispering it's a remix to ignition <laughs> <laughs> fresh out the kitchen <laughs> And I'm like self-conscious about it because I'm like, oh, is this problematic now? It's still kind of a bop. I can't really figure it out. <laughs> Fuck. 
so it's compelling stuff. Is anyone making a move to enter the temple? Is there anything that we can see around us in yeah, auto's dim flame light? Why don't y'all make a perception <laughs> check? We're already if y'all fighting trying to do that. I love a perception <laughs> check. I don't. I got ten. Seventeen. But I have dark Damn, vision, Melody. so yeah, plus nine. Oh, mine sucks. I got fifteen. I got a seven. Okay. Uh, Portia, what did you get? You got a 17 or something like that? 15. 15. I got a 17. Okay. So, uh, no, Otto and Fenian, you don't see anything out of the ordinary other than the, um, distinguished torches, which don't look like they've actually been lit in a few days. Um, and Melody and Portia, you, as you gaze around, you look up into the sky and it seems, you actually kind of see a patch of fabric hanging down, uh, and kind of flapping lightly, and it it seems like someone at some point attempted to cover the skylight to no avail. Hmm. I I tell Penny and Anato, and well, the rest of the group too. Everyone with us, like, looks like they were trying to patch up that skylight, make it dark in here. Hmm. Olin Fair kind of uh, looks up and, and gulps hard, and he's like, in, "Indeed, it does." It's kind of off-brand. He's kind of shaking like. in his boots. What do you mean? You know, it's like the darkness is like the bad guy, but they're trying to make it dark, so it's kind of like off-brand. Ah, for the temple? Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Morgana kind of, um, she clenches her fists, and, and she looks you all over, and she says, well, um, we'd best get in there and see see what the what the commotion was all about. Okay, after you. Yeah, heck yeah, let's go. Uh, she like shakily reaches a hand out towards the small stone doors, and uh, Cal charges up from behind her and and actually walks in front of her and opens the door and walks through it. And um, are you all following her? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, make perception checks as you enter the room, please. Is this room also dark? Sorry. Yes. Can I do something before, like, as I'm going through, as we're walking towards the door, I'm going to pick up Ander and put him on Terry Crews' back. And Terry Crews is just sort of walking with Ander on his back? Flapping, you know, flapping along. It's a big door. Not this one. This is the one you crouched through the first time you arrived at the temple. Oh, well, yeah, still. All right. I I just want him to be able to fly up to safety. Just know this. It's kind of awkward. Anyway, <laughs> well, me... everything Otto does is pretty awkward, huh. dog. Unnoted. Uh, what are your numbers, y'all? Uh, I got and a 24. 15. <laughs> 11. Okay. <clears throat> uh, as you enter, this room is also dark. All of the skylights in this room have been completely covered. Uh, there is not so much a... a complete darkness as there is a lack of any light and it seems even that uh to you melody Otto's small flicker of flame in his palm doesn't reach as far as it should it doesn't reach as far as it did in the courtyard and uh in here there's no sound even except for maybe the occasional drip of water from the stalactites above you all of the lanterns have been doused and the only 
source of light of any kind in here is what seems to you, Melody, to be the remains of the glowing mushrooms uprooted from Genji's garden and squashed on the stone in in a fury. Oh no, I like immediately, if Genji is near me, touch his shoulder like lightly and like... As he, oh, as you dude. touch his shoulder and he notices what's scattered along the ground, he says, Oh no, that took <laughs> a long time to grow. Oh Genji. man. <laughs> well, listen, the fun thing about plants is they'll grow again. Yeah, I guess. Man. Uh, <laughs> I but, feel so bad for him. But as you guys look around, you notice you don't, you don't notice anyone in here. You don't notice a single person in the temple where you stand. How far can we see? We can see the whole room? Nope. You can just see the remnants of the squashed mushrooms on the ground and maybe the the very last pew in the row which you are standing behind. Okay. At this point I am actually going to cast Dancing Lights because I don't like the darkness and I appreciate Otto's weird flame but like we need a little something extra at this <laughs> moment. Um, and so it's four separate torch-like lights. Each mm-hmm. has a 10-foot radius of light. Okay. I'm just going to spread them around the group so we have a vaguely 10, fo- 10 feet of light around us. Okay. Yeah, I you're... hold my little hand flame up higher. Like, okay. Yeah, we're both <laughs> helping. Weird time to get into a pissing contest, but all right. Uh... <laughs> no, nope, it's the perfect time for I Otto. I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you now have a... a much larger radius of vision around you all. Um, but you still see no one in the room. And um, are you guys venturing further? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's make another investigation check then. I think we're walking. Can I picture us An like... investigation check? We're mm-hmm. walking slow like the, the Wizard of Oz squad walking into the <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West Forest. When the scarecrow had a gun, their arms remember linked. that? Oh yeah, remember that? Super good visual. The you said had investigation. A gun. I got a nine. Yes. Uh, twenty. Not nap. Okay. I got twenty-one. What's investigation? Uh, uh, what, intelligence. Like... I got fifteen. Okay. Uh, yeah. You still. You all still see eerily nobody in sight, but Fenian and Otto. As you look around, you you. The glowing remnants on the ground catch your eye again, uh, and you can see whatever boots smashed them left a trail leading down the center aisle of the temple and to the left of the altar towards the harmony chamber, but stopping just a few paces short of the actual moon garden. There's a trail. Should, Should we maybe go check out the harmony chamber? I say that to Morgana. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, that feels like the important bit. Yes, uh, 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 if that seems like the important thing for you. I mean, you met God, so I'm just, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Morgana, no, you're not right. even sounding you right. jealous. Your word carries a lot of weight, so if that's what you think we should do at this very moment, I will follow your lead on that. I mean, I will also you point out... You see this little trail? Why do you think it stopped short? Maybe the other God smote them. I examine the spot where the trail stops short. Uh, make an investigation check. Oh, I got an eight. Yeah. I see. I see Hubert on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, no, it just looks like there's not, there wasn't any mushroom goo left on the boots to you. Oh. Okay. Um. Onward and upward, I guess. And Fenian starts walking towards the moon garden. Okay. Um, do you want to percept while you walk through? Sure. It won't help, but sure. Can I percept? Sure. Can we all percept? Oh, percept Oof, away. Five. I didn't Rip. perceive. Are you all coming with me? I'm coming. Sick. Oh, wow. Bad. Seven. I also got a seven. 11. Oh, wait. No. Hold on. Perception. Twelve. Just kidding. Okay. Yeah. No, you still don't see anyone, and you do notice as you walk through the light that normally trickles up from beneath the stepping stones in here that kind of shifts with the moving movement of the water is not there. This hallway is now, for the first time in your knowledge, completely dark, 100% dark. And uh, as you as you get up to the to the harmony chamber door, it, it illuminates with your dancing lights and your small flame in your hand. Can you remind me what the shape of the key for the Harmony Chamber door looks like? Of course. It is a very tall, kind of straight up and down uh, arrow shape with a kind of wonky looking arrowhead on the top. Or, uh, no, an average looking arrowhead on the top and a wonky looking uh, arrowhead on the bottom as well, almost rounded, and uh, a singular kind of ring around the center of the staff. Sick. So, it looks vaguely like we could make this shape out of our four artifacts. <gasps> yes? Are you asking me? That's what I was thinking. That's, I don't know if it's meta to say that as Matt or if you want Fenian to do something. Uh, yeah, that's super meta. Okay, cool. Fenian turns to his friends and says, Oh, damn! I think we gotta shove our shit in that hole! <laughs> and everybody goes really uncomfortable. What? What a and super I go, <laughs> weird way to put that. <laughs> yeah. And then I say, no, no, wait. I mean, the relics go in the keyhole. Okay. And then it opens, probably. <laughs> Let's go for a third draft on this one. <laughs> in my best there. estimate, if we take our relics, insert them in the proper position in this <laughs> cavity, the door shall open post hence. Post tense. All right, now I'm, now I'm okay right. with it. Okay, cool. All right, so what are you doing? I'm going to get insertive. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I'd like to know the order of events that leads to you inserting something into the door. I think we line up and each gingerly place our item in the keyhole. <laughs> or I do. Uh, I don't know how everybody one else by does one? it. Yeah. Okay, nothing uh, happens. If they're each going in singularly. Well, then I guess. Okay, then we all put them in together at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we would have to put them in one at a time, right? They can't go all well, at that's... once. Yeah. Unless they, like, merge together magically. Quick, everybody give me your sh your things. Or, yeah, are we supposed to, like, make a, make a relic Megazord where, like, yeah. Melody puts her crown around Matt's staff and then we put the fist at the yeah does it look like there is a piece of the middle of the tempest rod that i can attach the uh, the diadem to 
okay. I is it notched at the ends? Is there a place where I could very obviously like affix my remix to ignition? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know the top of the staff has a few like knobby bits where it was it was shorn from the tree. Hmm. Melody, can I see your diadem? Yes. I put it in the middle and I lash it on with just like a length of rope from my back. Okay, yeah, okay. you you somehow actually why don't you roll a dexterity check to see how well you do that? Cruel. <laughs> Sorry about Uh-oh. it. Um a thirteen. Yeah, you you managed to you wrap it in a way that it is suspended uh perfectly perpendicularly around the staff so that the diadem itself is not touching it, but you've kind of created this strange spider web of rope around it to keep it suspended perfectly around the center of your staff. What's the next move here? I'm going to I'm going to try to help and I'm like in another life I was a kid who played with a lot of Legos, and then I try to <laughs> stick my <laughs> amulet onto the end. I don't think I like here. where this is going. I'm going to come out here once and say uh, it's Lego elements. That's the last time I should have to say that. Just kidding. Uh, so. <laughs> okay, Shrob. Um, I quit. Goodbye. No. Uh, <laughs> um, so, Otto, you are attempting to attach your um amulet to the staff now yeah okay uh and i'm just like assuming intuition is gonna guide me here i'm like i'm not gonna overthink it it's gonna work out you know it's magic baby yeah i think that's a good way to look at it and uh round hole with that why don't you roll an insight check to see if you if you can piece this together the right way oh yes i can I don't know what my insight is, but I rolled a 17. 19. Okay. Yes. So you you find a notch in the top of Fenian's staff that seems like it could maybe support the uh, amulet on its own. And as you kind of wedge it in, the amulet grows bigger just a tad as it sits on the top of the staff and seems to be holding itself there by its own volition. And now it seems... Mm closer to the shape and size of the top of the arrowhead in the door. Oh, shit. Mine didn't do that. I think I fucked mine up. Kind of seems like it's holding itself here of its own volition. And, like, now it's closer to matching the shape of the arrowhead on the door, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think so. off, Otto. (laughs) Does it... (laughs) From the look of the door, the lock on the door, and what we have currently assembled, does it look like my rope work is definitely not going to be conducive to putting that in the keyhole? I think you won't know until you try. Okay. It's one of those things where, like, the puzzle piece looks like it might fit, but then you put it down, and it actually goes halfway across the puzzle. (laughs) You don't know. You really don't know until you try it. Okay. So what's the next move? Well, Portia, you gotta get in here too, girl. Portia's like, I'm not giving it up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but that has my powers in it. Um, well, I guess I just see how I'm having a hard time picturing 
what the arrow or like the key looks like. I'm gonna draw. So I don't really know where. Again. You go. I I it's think you're in gonna the drive. That oh, too. is it? Oh, is it? So I'm guessing mine goes at the bottom of the arrow. I agree, and I am a learned professor. <laughs> Only when you want to be, though. No, all the time. I'm just dumb all the time, too. <laughs> oh, so I dropped my chapstick. <laughs> I don't know why that. I said that in character. That wasn't that wasn't Fennian. Sorry. <laughs> no, Fennian dropped his chapstick. Fennian dropped his. We chapstick. both dropped our chapstick. <laughs> yeah. Fantasy um. chapstick. <laughs> Where all your lips uh, come true. You gotta close it out. Last session can't not make a fantasy Costco reference. Aww. Correct. Um, I see that Otto's just confidence. Just he could just put the pieces together. So I'm just gonna put mine at the bottom of what Otto just did. Uh, of the staff. You're putting yours at the bottom of the staff. Opposite of Otto's. Yes. Okay, roll a... Uh, you're going into this with confidence. Roll a fisting check. Roll a fisting <laughs> check. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> uh, didn't, they, they all laughed. You didn't. <laughs> we, we thought it was so funny. Right. Why don't you also roll an inside check? Just keep them in the same vein. I didn't have to roll an inside check. No, you're right, because Fenian did your job for you. Thanks, Fenian. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I don't think I did it right, so you're probably going to have to check my work in a second. <laughs> uh, so The importance of peer editing. <laughs> I teach that class. Portia, you you remove the gauntlet from your hand, and you take the end, the other end of the staff, and you slip the the wrist of the glove over the bottom of the staff. And as you do so, it does that strange thing that it did the first time you all encountered it in the the wastelands between the mirroring mountains, where it shrinks. The wrist of the glove shrinks to the size of the end of the staff, and it grips into a tight, sharp fist. And now the, the entire ensemble much more closely resembles the symbol in the center of the door. Should we put it in there? Or should yeah. we, like, clear the temple first, like, just in case? Morgana and Olin Fair look between each other and then pipe up, and Morgana says, I, this is, I mean, like, you guys seem to know what you're doing, so if you think you want to just, you know, put that right in there and open the harmony chamber, I'm all for it. Morgana, that's really kind. We don't have a fucking clue. You could have fooled this me. This has been guesswork from day one. Don't rush us, Mom. Don't uh, don't give away your secrets so easily, kids. I say we just thrust yeah. it in there. Thrust. Okay, how, we thrust how it in there, it? baby. All together. Thrust check. Very. Oh, good question. Do we all put like a hand on it? Yes. Like we're in a fun teen movie. Sure. Absolutely. The key is... Is friendship! friendship. Fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was right. Goodbye. We, we all touch it and put it in together as a family. Gross. <laughs> second, second, second draft on that one. Can't, <laughs> can't believe you guys made the biggest moment so inherently sexual. 
We didn't mean to. Well, yeah, okay. Sure. Well, a war crime to just happened, you know. <laughs> you guys all orgy. You guys all have a hand on the uh the four relics put together into one shape and you you line it up with the silhouette inside the door and gently press it into place and as you do so the diadem seems to reject the rope that Fenian had put around and it sort of the rope sort of falls away like ribbons and the diadem stays still right where you had placed it but with nothing there to hold it together um and you you gently glide these four relics together into the hole in the door. And as you do so, they kind of pixelate away from your hands and you lose sight of them in the deep keyhole. And Ooh. not a moment later does the door click and crack and groan in this like ghastly, rocky groan. And it opens backwards away from you into... A new room. The harmony chamber is now open. Morgana and Olin are behind you, downright beside themselves. Look, Morgana, it worked. We're in. I can see that. Let's go. Let's go. Let's check it out. Okay. Are you? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. In. I'm kind of scared. Oh, okay, I, I'll go. I just walk I'll in confidently. But we have to leave our fancy things in the door. You don't see them just yet. You don't see where they went off to. They just Ooh, disappeared maybe. inside the door. Just oh. damn it. Uh, are you walking into the room? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You enter this room, and it is a large, perfectly round chamber lit only by moonlight reflecting up from a small pond at the center of the room beneath a giant opening in the high cave ceiling. There are stalactites and stalagmites peppering the ceiling and floor of the entire room. And uh, why don't you all make a perception check? Purse! 11! 24! Rip mail. 17. <laughs> oh. Allie, no! Actually, one. Uh, yeah, you guys, you guys take this all in. Otto and Fenian, uh, you can all see around the room, there are what seem like remnants of stone furniture, maybe four stone chairs, but you can't really make out the full silhouette of these. And, uh, Melody, you see in the center of the pond, there is a small island that holds the ruins of some sort of small statuette, uh, and... This is this is the room around you now. What are you, are you guys fully entering the room, or are you still standing in the doorway investigating? Entered. I I I want to take out my bag of holding. Okay. And kind of like peer into it and be like, Salamander God, <laughs> are you in there? Uh, amulet. <laughs> let's do nature for that then. Oh. Ooh, cool. Uh, 21. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you, you call into your bag, and from beneath a plethora of items, you see a, a, a small glowing light come up towards the surface, and with it comes this small little axolotl body, and it, it crawls up to the top of your bag, over the edge, and is now standing just on the edge of the bag looking around, um, almost as if it's awestruck by the room it sees in front of it. And uh, as you all are standing here... You hear behind you, 
Thank you. You may have made it impossible to open this gate the way I had intended, but you've allowed me the pleasure of finally entering anyway. Fuck. Is it Asian? Do you turn around to see? Of course, I'm intrigued. Of course, I, I turn don't. to the mystery voice. It is Asian. Fuck. Asian is behind you all standing, and uh, as you turn to look, Morgana, Olinfair, uh, Cal, and Genji push Ander behind them, then behind you. So they are now standing behind you, and you are all face to face with Asian. And um, it's still fairly dark. It's it's hard for you to see past your glowing lights to the uh, shadowy figure of Asian in front of you. So why don't you all make a perception check on him? Fucking four. Jesus, Allison, your rolls tonight. This is Get not 26. good. Oh, not 20. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. To all of you, he looks shadowy and foreboding. To Otto, he looks haggard and gaunt. And to Fenian and Melody, you see that he's not alone. The two of you spot immediately upon your eyes adjusting to him. There is a figure just behind him with its hand on his shoulder floating a few inches above the ground. Oh, God, there's a conjuring demon on him. He's got a conjuring demon. Oh, boy. Through the shadows around this figure, you can both see that though it is gaunt and hardly looks possible to be alive, it bears a striking resemblance to Asian. Not exact, not not a perfect one-to-one, but it looks pretty similar to Asian. Oh, hey, Asian, uh, who's your friend? <laughs> I say, convince me you're the bad guy in one sentence or you're getting whipped. I got my hand on my whip. Ready to whip. Do you mean good guy? Yeah, what'd you mean? That's what I said. No, you said bad guy. what I said. You said bad oh. guy. <laughs> convince me you're not the bad guy in one sentence there you go. or you're getting there you whipped. Go. All right, cool. Second draft. Second draft. <laughs> Should I come around one more time? <laughs> Convince me you're the good guy. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Refine, I like refine. it. Uh, so, um, as you guys are all addressing Asian and uh, perhaps this figure behind him, this voice speaks to you again. And now that you are not surprised by it and you can hear it a bit clearer, uh, you notice that as it speaks, there's this sort of sad lonely melody playing beneath the words it is a sort of undertone to the sound uh, and it speaks again and says ha yes this uh, young Asian all these years believed his brother had died but little did he know I stumbled upon poor Favier in his last moments and uh, you, you can all tell that this, this the voice is not coming from Asian it's coming from the figure behind him so sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hort- Horton? What? Sorry, his name Favier, F like F A V E E R. F A V I E R. Favier. Well, thank you. Oh, Favier. Okay, Favier. cool. Okay, so hi. Nice to meet you. I'm Fenian. 
These are my demigod friends. I'm also I'm a demigod. well aware of the four of you. Fantastic! It sounds like you might be under the influence of a semi-evil deity who is not evil. Just misunderstood, maybe. Um, we're... If you or some of one of your loved ones is under the influence of an evil deity, <laughs> call 1-866. Preservationists now. Uh, as you guys are speaking to it and, and you, you, you are obviously addressing Favier, the voice speaks again and it says, Oh no, oh no, I saved Favier. I could see he was grasping desperately to life, so I cut him a deal. His soul, his body for everlasting life, albeit life is my puppet to traverse this physical plane, but life nonetheless. Oh, yeah. We're gonna take that. <laughs> oh, my dear friends, I don't think so. In a world so many know only light and dark, life and death, but among creation and omission, I think it's time you faced the latter. I say to my salamander, okay, quick, what, what's the secret weakness? Is it like the back of the left <laughs> knee or something? While you, were, while you were looking away, Otto, uh, the little glowing axolotl has run off. Fuck! Um, you actually, as you're all doing this, uh, the figure in front of you addresses someone behind you. It says, oh my, is this what you've become since I took our power as my own? Are you all looking to see who he's addressing? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I know who it is. Yeah, you guys turn around, uh, the two of you anyway, turn around and you see the salamander is, or the axolotl rather, is back further into the harmony chamber, um, attempting to use all of its power to push your items along the floor to the center of the room, closer to where you can reach them as they've, they've fallen out of the ends of the door on either side. And uh, it stops in, in the creature's gaze. And the creature says again, How pitiful to be reduced to such a measly thing. Though I do miss your lively conversation, creation. I dive for my amulet. Make an athletics check, Otto. Athletics. Are Asian and Favier in the room, or are they still in the doorway? They're still in the hall. Cool. How how tall is the opening of the doorway, and how wide? Like, at least 100 feet tall, and about 40 feet wide. Cool. Thank you. I rolled a 25. Okay, you get it. You get it, and you get it on, and now you are standing side by side with the, uh, with creation, actually. Do you pick up creation while you're there? I thought you said it got big, or is it, no, it's little still? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so can I scoop him back into my bag? Also, if I want to, I don't know. Do you want to put him in your bag, or? I guess, can I just plop him on my shoulder, like a little homie? For sure. Like a Jack and Daxter situation? Yeah, totally. Also, can I... I don't, I'll roll again or whatever, but can I try to throw the other relics to my friends while I'm... Oh, yeah, you got to roll that again. Oh, yeah. Roll I mean, that I... as a dex. I'm rooting for you, buddy. <gasps> I got a nat 20, a 17, and an 18. Okay. Yeah, you managed to throw each of them to your party members, and uh, with 
haste, actually, very quickly. Um, and as you do this and you all are donning your items and turning to face back uh, towards omission, um, the room is is growing darker and darker. And Favier and uh, Asian are gradually backing up into the temple. And as they do so, smoke is pouring from their orifices, from their eyes, their mouths, their ears, their noses, and it is creating a big cloud and congealing into a singular black figure, 40 feet tall in the center of the temple. And uh, so let's roll initiative here. Oh, Fucking yeah. do it. I got a four. Wow. Guys, I can't play tonight. My dice. (laughs) My dice broke. I also got a four. (laughs) Twelve. You guys added your, you guys added your decks, right? Oh, then I got a five. Okay. Nine. That is why I said nine. Boom. So we're going to start out and omission is going to take their turn. Well, that's rude. rude. So super duper sorry about it. Did you? Take um, initiative numbers? Yes, I did. I'm not telling you this time, though. A little bit of mystery. How's that <gasps> feel? <gasps> ah, I don't want to get mad. Asians first. Yep. As this dark smoke emitting from Asian and Favier congeals into a tall, singular kind of void in the room within the darkness, darker than any shadow you've ever seen, uh, it reaches out one of its long arms and sort of even begins to add to the end of it to make it long enough to touch Fenian right in the chest. Well, bye, everybody. <laughs> it's been real, Fenian. It's not great so far. <laughs> oh, good. Fantastic. It's a seven. So does a seven hit your oh, AC? No. All right. So you're going to take half 5d10 necrotic damage and you do not have to roll to see if you're exhausted. Oof. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm gonna fucking destroy this guy. Now I'm pissed. Four. Nine. Eleven. Twenty. Four. Twenty-four. So you're gonna take twelve points of necrotic damage. And uh, as you take this from its, its strange, lanky hand touching you in your chest... You feel drained of a bit of your your life force. As that is happening and the the creature's arm begins to shrink away from you, Fenian, Ander runs forward and he 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 runs towards this creature. And as this arm is is detracting from you, Ander tries to swing his short sword and catch it. No. He swings his short sword and misses uh, just a few inches short as 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 omission s- shrinks their arm back to their body. Uh, and next in the order is going to be you, Fenian. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Sunbeam. Okay. Um, so what Sunbeam does is it sends a like a cylinder of light emanating from me. Okay. Oh, well. Um, and it goes 60 feet. It's a five foot wide, 60 foot line. Okay. Um, 
Am I 60? I'm 60. I presume I am within 60 feet of the creature. If you reach the end of your speed, then yes, because the creature has now entered the temple. So how far away is it? I would say at the moment it's about 85. Oh, okay, cool. Then I move close enough to cast this spell. Actually, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to use a sorcery point to double the range, so it's 120 feet. Okay. Um, and I cast uh, this, and each creature in the line must make a constitution save. I don't know if... Ander is between you and omission so he will also have to oh okay i'll put myself in between ander and omission okay so then i'm just rolling a constitution save for omission yes unless um uh oh i can't think of the fear bulks asian and um favier they have are in that line as well disappeared into the creature you have no way of knowing where they are uh so he made a 19 so that saves, so you're going to take 68 radiant damage. Okay, that's half of the average. Huh? So I saved, so I still take the damage? Yeah, you take half 68 radiant? Half 68, okay, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, And I don't know if this matters. Undead and oozes have disadvantage on the saving throw. I don't know that that thing is undead, though. It's not. It's not undead? It's not. No, it's a deity. It's not an undead. Um, Sunbeam requires concentration because it lasts up to a minute. And for the duration, the brilliant radiance shines in my hand and it sheds bright light in a 30-foot radius and dim light for another 30 feet. But it is not still doing that damage, right? No, it's just light Just light. Okay. So um, so it is uh, 14, 20... 31, so you take 15. No, that would be 16. Oh, yeah, you're right. I always round down, sorry. It's okay. Despite the omission uh, hunkering down against your spell, he still takes this, this 16 points of radiant damage, and now you are all surrounded by this, this bright light emitting from Fenny and making it much easier to see the room uh, in, what, 10 feet diameter? Um, I actually think it's 30 feet. Okay, so yes, you can see much bright, of this room now. Bright light for 30 feet, dim light for another 30 feet. Great. God damn. And, uh, and as you do this, and Ander is, is attempting to walk up beside you again, Morgana runs up and takes him in her arm, and as she does so, she throws a dagger at omission out of pure anger. Sick. And it misses. It sails just past Omission's head oh. and thunks into the wall behind him. Uh, and next into the stone? Th- yep. Oh my god, Morgana's pissed! And uh, that brings Damn. it to you, Otto. Okay, well, um, I'm going to signal Terry Crews to scoop up Ander. Okay. And uh, kind of like... And Morgana, because she's right there too. Well, no, because no, Terry Crews can carry like one creature that's either medium or light. And I assume Ander is light. I'd say he's approaching medium. He's aged a bit since you've met him. Aw. Oh, my big boy. My Bobola. Well, I have Terry Crews, you know, 
beak him and put him on his back. And I'm like, stay on the fucking pterodactyl. And then, <laughs> and then I cast uh, flame arrows again. Okay. And I'm going to shoot a flame arrows at that, uh, at that, that bad guy. Okay. You are currently 85 feet from him, just so you know. Fenian has walked within range. Right. I got 120 feet on the on the arrows. Okay. That's a 13 to hit. Nope. Okay. And then second one is a nope. Oh. <laughs> okay. Those don't hit. Okay. Yes, your 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 flaming arrows go sailing past Omission, uh, kind of lighting of the slot. area around him as they fly past, and then uh, and then extinguishing and the troughs of water that they land in along the edge of the room. Uh, and that brings it to you, Portia. Um, I'm guessing we're not on earthy ground. Yeah, the right whole now. temple's made of stone. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Girl, I'm what did use... you think this temple was made of? Potatoes? No, I didn't know if it was like stone or if that counted or if it had to be like Straight up dirt. Oh, uh, no, for stone's golems. Stoneworks. Okay. Golems. Yes. So I am going to use my um, golem procession. I'm going to move like 20 feet forward. Okay. So now you are within 65 feet of the creature. Fenian and Otto are between you and the creature. Um, I didn't move. But you're, yeah. Oh, you're right. So Fenian is between you and the creature, but it's a targeted spell, so the golems won't attack Fenian. It says the target must make a strength saving throw against the user. Strength. Ooh, that's a low roll. That would be a three. Yeah, that don't do it for me. All right, so roll your d10 and then roll your damage. Eight. Jesus Christ. And then it's 48 plus your nature bonus times eight. What? Holy shit. Yeah, Golem Procession is OP. Uh, That would be 30. Times eight or total? Times eight. Okay, all right, cool. And then 30 times eight. There's a lot of fucking damage, Portia. Hi, guys. 240? Yeah. That is 240 <laughs> damage. Portia, you're busted. That uh, spell shucks. feels broken. It's pretty broken. 240? <laughs> Let me do it. I Just, feel like the most damage I've ever done was like 48 recently. If If there's one character that I'm like enjoying picturing doing an OP amount of damage is Portia <laughs> just like uh, yes she like fell and hit the ground and like the amulet hit and all of these golems appeared yes uh, <laughs> Portia rushes forward tripping over her own feet and grabbing into the ground with her guardian gauntlet and as she does so she brings to life eight stone golems from the ground around her hardened with this ancient stone and they all one by one uh ram through omission tearing apart the the voided ether that creates its body and do this massive amount of damage but omission does not seem bloodied let alone even bothered by this 
And uh, next in the order is going to be Genji, who is going to uh, run forward and toss a vial of viscous, glowing acid at the creature. Ooh, that's a negative three. That sucks. He misses. <laughs> he rolls a <laughs> negative. Uh, and Melody, it's your turn. Hi. Hi. Um, I want to do raining ramage. Rampage. Raining <laughs> rampage. Thank you. I think you should let her have it. It's ramage now. It's I don't ramage. like it. I love it. So it that's, upsets me. What is that? I want to cast it as acid damage. Okay. And it's a constitution check. 16 against your spell save DC. Yeah, that does not save. Okay. 6d10 plus the user's nature bonus. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. 33 plus the user's nature okay. bonus. Which is? Oh, plus 12. Damn. 45 all right you have a plus 12 to nature yeah bitch. i'm gonna have to talk to the salamander god see what's going on <laughs> you bring this deluge of acid rain down upon omission just over his head and that as it sinks through his body you you can hear not only him screaming but uh what you can only assume our Favier and Asian's voices as well, screaming from within him. Uh, and uh, next in the order, Cal is going to rush ahead and shoot uh, a longbow at him. Cal, don't do it. Hang back, homie. She misses, but now she is standing alongside Portia and Morgana. And as the order resets and omission goes to take their turn, no. um, the sizzling from the acid damage quickly turns to black smoke that begins to dribble to the ground and pool and spread along the temple. And as it spreads along the temple, it begins creating small pools all around the room. And you all see slowly from these pools, wisps of smoke grow up into figures standing all around you in this room. And though there are countless figures around you now, you recognize many, you recognize a band of orcs, you recognize some preservationists that you haven't seen in weeks, you recognize some folks from Rosemond, the bard and fighter from the wastelands that got taken long ago when they were escorting Wisteria. You recognize Ula, Derek, and countless others among this crowd. Not Derek. No, Derek's the one we left alive. Yes. Yeah. So we see, like, Legrod, don't we? Nope. You see Derek. Damn it. I avert my eyes from Derek. <laughs> Shamefully. <laughs> While you're standing here and looking upon these figures... Uh, omission says, while you were running around stealing what belongs to me, I was collecting an army. And uh, they all ready themselves to attack. But as this happens, Otto, on your shoulder, you hear in a very familiar, very soothing voice, I'm sorry to intrude, but I have a feeling there's something I can do to help. If you'll give me just a moment, I think I can, um, oh, yes, uh-huh, quite right. Oh, yes, and there we go. And from Otto to the rest of you, it seems, 
this trickling, blinding light begins to disperse itself out, almost like tree roots along the ground, sprinkling through the room. And from these small pools of light pixelate upwards, familiar faces. And among them, bathed in these small cylinders of light, you see faces like Oma and Penelope and Sahin even, Maurice and Fonti, Kizen and Borif. You see Martin Gormani. You see these small elemental youths, even. Uh, Hanko Mankus and friends. Romnir and the elders. Four winged pegasi rear into life in the room around you. Histian and Oriana, Tooth, Finley and Oren. And last but not least, a hulking 40-foot bundle of brilliant blue flames glitters into the room and Otto you hear once again and the rest of you actually hear it too just inside your heads omission may have created an army of poor souls conned into compliance but you've done something much harder and with much greater reward you forged friendships in fires of hardship and dedication that is a power stronger than anything born of malice or destruction I told them the he was friendship. Damn, Portia. Yeah, Portia got this one in one. As you ready yourself for battle and these these people around you recognize you and, and know, somehow magically know the situation at hand, they jump into action against the army that Omission has raised. So, like, can we, for, like, as a group table talk for a sec, like, we're probably going to still focus all our fire on omission itself? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Okay. From a purely aesthetics point of view question, Mm -hmm. the smoke monster has sort of brought into existence smoke versions of these things, or they look actual? Nope, they're real. He transported them here the same way you guys have used uh, supposedly creation's magic to transport to and from. Sick. Let's do this. Um, Fenian holds out his hand. How far am I from omission? I'm going to ask that every time because I have no idea the size. You put yourself between Ander and him last time, so I think Mm -hmm. you're about 60 feet off. Fantastic. And you you yourself are in the temple now. Everyone else is still either in the doorway or the hall. Okay. Um in the temple as in in the harmony chamber? Nope, the temple. Like the, where okay, the, the temple proper. Things are. Huel, I'm going to cast prismatic this is I'm going to end the um sunbeam cuz that takes concentration. Okay. Although I think a minute has passed already, so it ends anyways. Okay. Um and I'm going to cast prismatic spray at omission okay and prismatic spray i roll a d8 to determine damage type okay it is a two so it's acid um it's an orange beam then that emanates from me and you get to make a dexterity save oh let me do it um are there any other creatures in the path of that 60 foot cone no uh, it's a five. That does not save. 
No wonder. So you're going to take, you get to take 10d6 acid. So I'll roll, roll that real quick. It's a lot of acid. Bit. It is 44 points of acid. Okay. Dog. You guys are doing big damage this time, huh? Well, I remembered that acid worked in the other fight, so. You spray a cone of acid at omission and essentially drench its body, though the acid quickly disappears. You can still see it sizzle throughout uh, this voided matter. And next in the order is Otto. Okay. I would like to move my 30 feet towards omission. Okay. And I would also like to cast Sonic Impact. That's the built-in spell that comes with the amulet of Remix to Ignition. And the target makes a constitution saving throw. It's a six. That's a no. Okay. So user's magic is channeled into a single strike of powerful white hot lightning that crashes down, causes 6d10 lightning damage, plus the user's nature bonus. Uh, and any creatures within 20 feet of him will take disadvantage. None of you are within 20 feet. Okay, so uh, 42. Okay. Plus, oh, wait, I'm sorry. So 51 with okay. nature bonus. All right. So, yes, you you step forward your full movement. You hold out your palm and cast this ingrained spell, and with it comes crashing down a white hot bolt of lightning down onto Omission right on his head, uh, and it shatters through his body, though it, his body completely absorbs the light. You can see the electricity crackling around him. Just out of the corner of your eye, as this is happening, we see Sahin toe-to-toe with Derek. And uh, as as Derek takes a large swing with his long sword, he gets Sahin in the cheek for a mere two damage. They stumble back just a step and continue their battle with Derek. And uh, next in the order is Portia. I'm going to move forward five feet. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to do acid splash. Okay. So you just have to do a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Seven. That doesn't do it. Okay. So I'm going to do um, 3d6 damage. Okay. Um, so 13. Okay. You splash this, this bout of acid and, and omission continues to sizzle into Melody's turn. What are you doing, Melody? I'm going to cast Blight for the first time. Yes. And it's a constitution saving throw. For sure. And it's 8d8 necrotic damage. I made a 10. That does not save. So he's going to take actually half of your necrotic damage. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, so 39 and half is 19.5. So 20. So 20. All right. You cast this uh, necrotic damage on on omission and though it doesn't seem to react very heartily you now feel like um you've you've taken quite a bit of stamina out of him um he's definitely looking to be affected by your attacks as a whole you see through the commotion across the room um supreme heat is going head to head with ula as ula slings spells and and 
transforms into a uh, hag before her. The supreme heat makes her move to to attack against Ula, but Ula manages to get an attack in first, and the supreme heat takes a whopping 22 points of damage in their battle and is sent down to one knee. And you all look away back to Omission, who is making their turn just as Ula turns to make a secondary attack on Supreme Heat. Omission, however, is going to do some cool shit. Oh, no. First of all, that's a fight I'd love to see. Right? Ula mm-hmm. against the Supreme Heat? Yeah. Yes. Didn't know I knew that. versus Fire Elemental. So, Omission turns to you all. He turns to Otto, and he's going to cast Blight on you, Otto. That's fine. I don't even care. You have to make a constitution saving throw. Um, and what type of damage is Blight? Necromantic. Uh, so that's a 10. That don't save. Yeah, I didn't think so. Sorry. Wait! Oh. No, wait! What? I have a feet. I have a feet. Oh, the baby. Feet. What's your feet? Tell feet. me about your feet. Don't. Gonna send you some feet pics real quick. Don't send me feet pics. <laughs> We've known each other Don't. for 23 years. For your and whole life. For my entire life. I don't need feet pics. Way to age drop yourself. Sorry about it. Must be nice. What can I say? I'm young. It says roll your psionic talent die and then add the number rolled to the saving throw, potentially causing it to succeed. Can I assume that's a d20? I don't know what psionic talent. Oh, it's dependent on your level. So for you right now, uh, it would be a d10. Oh. Perf. The odds are in my favor. And that's going to be a one. Still does not save, so you're going to take the full 8d8 necrotic damage. Well, fuck me. You did try. It's important that you try. One. Amen. Eight. Eleven. Thirteen. Seventeen. Twenty. Twenty-three. Twenty-eight. <gasps> 36. <gasps> I totally okay. had an ability that could have helped. Sorry, I don't read fast enough. That's okay. <laughs> 36, 36 total? Yep. Okay. So that brings the order to Fenian. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm going to cast Blight back at the omission. It's a blight off. It is a blight off. I'm going to cast it as a fifth level spell. So it's going to do um, 98. Okay. Instead of eight. Make a constitution saving throw. You know I will. Okay. But with a d20 and not a d12. Well, that would be good. It's a nat 20. Cool. So you take half. Okay. Um, it's 43, so 22 damage. And I rounded up this time. Good job. Thank you. So that brings it to Otto. Okay. So I'm going to move 30 feet closer. Okay. And I'm going to cast Fire Arrow again. 
Okay. And I'm going to shoot two fire arrows at the guy. So that's going to be a 19. That one hits. And then that's going to be a 22. That also hits. So that's going to be an 18 piercing damage. And then I get another 2d6 fire damage. So a nine fire damage. Okay, so a 27 damage altogether, assuming it's all full. Mm-hmm. Okay, tight. It was fire and piercing, right? Yep. Yeah, you good. Yay! And then and then Otto says that <laughs> out of character. Every, Yay! Everybody <laughs> turns to look at you. Everyone in the room. The and bell I look stops. At, I I lock eyes with Ander, and I'm like, stay on the fucking. Pterodactyl. <laughs> They're just circling. <laughs> okay. Good. Otto, uh, please, I'm so sick. <laughs> I'm so sick. <laughs> uh, yes, as the battle wages on around you, we see Finley and Orin back to back, surrounded by a band of orcs that you don't actually recognize. Uh, and as they are going toe to toe with this band of orcs, they're going to take a lot of fucking damage. Oh, no. No! It's actually not that bad. Um, they each take 16 damage from uh, a few melee swings from the orcs. Uh, but as you look back to continue your battle, you see it at the corner of your eye. They uh, they are ready to retaliate with full force. And next in the order is Portia. Hello. Hello. I'm going to do Roll the Dead. Okay. Do you just have to do a wisdom saving throw? It's 13. Okay. But it is, he is going to take half whatever damage you roll, just so you know. Oh, balls. Okay. 17. And divided by two is eight, nine. 8.5. So do you nine. round up? Yep. So that brings it to Melody's turn. Okay. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds for Otto. Oh, friendly. Come on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cast it at a level three, I think. Okay. 27. 27. 27 hit points back. Thank you so much. Wow, that's like almost as much as he lost. Yeah, that is very close to how much I lost. Oh, no. No! What? Oh, boy. Who did Jamie hurt? Who have you hurt? What did you do? You all see flying through the air. No. And Anders hanging from... Hey, Jamie. One... I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop do you it. right there. <laughs> I don't even like him that much, and I will never forgive you. <laughs> Anders is hanging from one of Terry's feet, holding on very tightly as he he dips down into the crowd to try to take a swing at a few orcs that you don't recognize. Stupid boy. No! What could have made him think that there was anything to be gained by taking a hilarious amount of risks? Who could have made him think that? (laughs) Who taught him this? 
Children learn by example. He swings down into the group of orcs and they catch him and pull him to the ground. And No! They don't. They don't. They don't begin, do that. Begin to pummel not else. only him, but Terry Crews. <gasps> no! You see them look down as they all turn and walk away, leaving Ander on the ground unresponsive. And you are all turning. And Terry? What about Terry? Terry hobbles away. But you all see, as you turn back to your battle, as Omission goes to make his next move, Morgana and Cal rushing to that center of the room from opposite sides of the temple. And Omission is going to do that strange thing it did before where it it reaches out one of its appendages and, and it's going to touch Melody now and attempt to sap the life force from her. So that's... Eight. Eight? That I beat that. Okay, so you're going to take half of this damage. Oh. Half of 17 necrotic damage. How dare you. Half of 17 is nine. So that brings it to Fenian. Um, I'm going to use eight sorcerer points. My goodness. So I can cast a seventh level spell. And I'm going to cast Finger of Death. The fuck? Um, so Finger Sounds of Death. Sounds like my ex. Death. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> no. No. What does that. that even mean? Um, finger of death you send negative energy coursing through a creature that you can see within range the target makes a constitution saving throw now that I can do it's a 7 fantastic it fails okay. which means you're going to take 78 um, um, 26 plus 30 so it's 56 necrotic damage halved yeah so it's um 28 yes Okay. Great. You cast this necrotic damage on omission, and you see it react, but not nearly as strongly as other damage types that you've attempted. And uh, next in the order is Otto. So Otto is now Otto has moved, so that he's now thirty-five feet from omission. Yes. Are there any of the orcs that attacked Ander within thirty feet of Otto? No, not that you can see. Okay. Then Otto's just going to try to longbow any of the orcs that attacked Ander from where he is. Okay. And that's a fucking uh, 10. Nope. And a uh, 20. One of them hits. And that's two damage. <laughs> okay. Yes, you strike an orc Worth in it. the center of the crowd, managing just narrowly to avoid uh, Linden. And um, as it plunks into this orc's shoulder, he promptly pulls it out, crushes, his, crushes it in his fist, and throws it to the ground. Um, and now, before Porsche's oh, turn... Oh, and what? I'm going to use uh, my bonus action for Vanish so that okay. I'm not... I can't be like targeted in the next turn okay great i'm making a death save for ander 
That was a failure. I guess I could have cast heal wounds. It was wounds. what? It was a failure. Okay. I thought you said crit fail for a sec. No. Next in the order is Portia. Uh, I'm going to do acid splash again. Okay. You just have to do a dexterity saving throw. You got it. It's a crit fail. Okay. So I'm going to do 3d6. And why don't you make that four since he did a crit fail? Okay. 17. Okay. So that brings it to Melody. Okay. Um, who am I within like 30 feet of? Am I 30 feet within like Andrew? No, he's on the far side of the room. You guys are towards the altar. That whole altercation happened way down towards the entrance to the temple. If I dash, can I get within 30 feet of him? No, because the temple is super long and there is a sea of bodies fighting between you and Ander. What if uh, Terry Crews picked up Melody and he has a flying range of 60 feet instead of 30 feet? Terry Crews took a lot of that damage that Ander took and he's currently wounded. All right. I want to heal him too. Well, what if Terry Crews came close to you and then you healed him this turn and then next turn you were riding on him? It's a good idea, I guess. Wait, how close is Terry Crews to me? I assume he's hobbled out of the crowd now and towards you, so you could you could walk to him. All right, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on Terry Crews. Okay. Yeah, so he has 56 hit points. Okay. So I'm going to say he probably took about 30 if he's this bloodied. Okay. Okay. 30. Wow. Nice. Right? He's all healed up. Thank God. My buddy. His Terry is, is back to his full-fledged self, and he is now uh, orbiting just above Otto's head. With Melody on him? Or is that... Yes, no. I jumped on him. You I jumped used that on as an him? action. Oh, all right. Healed yes. him and then jumped on him. Yes. Wait, no, you can't make two actions. Well, I thought you can heal and move. That's like a movement, isn't it? Okay, no. Once during your move, you can mount a creature that is within five feet of you or dismount. Doing so costs an amount of movement equal to half your speed. For example, 15. Okay. Uh, if an effect moves you... Okay, so yeah, you do it. You've mounted him. Yeah! He's not moved yet, and we're back to the top of the order, which means Ander's going to make another death save. No. It's another failure. Oh, shit. Next in the order is Omission. Otto. I need a big ol' wisdom saving throw from Pateri Caruso. Terry? Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to be a five. Okay. Ooh. So, Melody, you have just climbed atop Terry, and Terry is adjusting and getting ready to fly, but with a flick of a finger and a single muttered word, Omission reaches out a hand and takes control of Terry. <gasps> oh. And... He is going to command Terry to fly his full speed, his full range of motion 
as far to the back of the harmony chamber as it'll allow with you on him. He's got 60 feet. Is that towards Ander or away? Far away. So now, let's say 60 feet you moved. You're in the doorway to the harmony chamber. So next in the order is Fenian. Cool. Oh, and with uh, with Dominate Monster, by the way, um, you can make a wisdom saving throw at the end of each of your turns, Otto. So Fenian, what are you doing? I'm going to use my relic spell. Okay. So I'm going to cast Volatile Vortex. Okay. And that is a constitution save, I think. Hold on, I'm... Dexterity save. That's going to be a 15. Oh, nice. It fails. Oh, fuck. So you are going to take 60, 10. Where's my D10? You. You. Um, plus nothing. Okay. Wait, it's plus your Oh, na- plus nature. the user's nature bonus. Never mind. So it's... So it's 27, I think, bludgeoning damage. Okay. Okay, and he has, it has disadvantage on attack rolls for the next two turns. Noted. Thank you. Uh, yes, a, a column of harsh wind rises from the ground beneath him, engulfing him and even spinning him in a large lethargic circle. Uh, and he's disoriented <laughs> and will be taking disadvantage on his attack rolls and saving throws for the next two turns. Neat. Um, and next in the order is Otto and... Otto, as you ready yourself to take your turn, you hear on your shoulder once again. You've all used the relics well. It seems you know how to wield them, but have you tried them together? I don't know, man. What? What do you mean? As it says this, you recall the vision that you all saw before you claimed the relics as your own of the original four keepers waging battle against omission in a a situation very similar to this. And you recall the very last thing you saw where after they had each taken their own individual turns battling against it, they all simultaneously emitted some power using their relics. And this, this vision plays again in your head as creation gives you this suggestion and in the vision, they all just kind of like attack it simultaneously from four sides. They, yes, they wield their they wield their relics simultaneously together, emitting a power you have not yet seen from yourselves with these these keepers' keys. All right. Well, then I'm gonna go uh, to omission, and um, my. Amulet lets me cast Flame Blade mm-hmm. once per day. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to pull out one short sword, and then in the other hand, I'll do a Flame Blade. And I should be just within range to melee attack. Yes. My man's giant ankles. Yes. So That's a 10? No. <laughs> okay. And then that one's a nat 20. That one does hit. Now, okay, which so one is I... that? I guess the magic one. Mama Roland. 
Oh, oh shit. Manda, verify for me that those are two sixes. Holy shit. And then one more. Ah! I did another six. Wow. 18 fire damage. All right. You you slice it with your firing blade. Uh, and uh, next in the order will be Portia. But first, another death save. Oh, no. Why is Andrew having so many death saves? You take three, but he got a success, so. Oh! So next in the order is Portia. Hello. Hello. Portia, actually, as you are preparing yourself to take your turn, why don't you make an insight check? Got a 17? Okay, yes, you are, you're preparing whatever magic or weapon it is that you're going to wield, and uh, as you do so, you too recall this vision it's playing again in your head of the four keepers um waging battle against omission in their own right and then using a singular combined attack uh before the light blinds the vision out of your out of your sight and you you are back to seeing just the battle around you i look at my friends before i take my turn Mm-hmm. And just say, the key really is friendship, guys. We have to do this together. We don't even hear her. We're so used to it at this point. <laughs> we just dr- drown it out. I'm guessing we all don't have to do like our actions to make it work. I think we just all just like, I don't know if it's too cheesy to like hold them up and like hope for a second. Is that your suggestion? Like, I don't know if I could use, it's my suggestion. I don't know if I can use it for my turn. I mean, you can, as a mechanic, like hold it up and that and claim that's your action. Mm-hmm. Like you can pass a turn. You can do that. I guess that's what I guess that's what I'm gonna do. And can I like yell to my friends to of do the course. same? Yeah. So you're gonna okay, fist I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna fist it, and I'm uh, holding it up. Are you all following suit? Yeah. Can um, we before our turns it, are? Yeah, I don't, we can't really move out of initiative. Um. Or out of order. Yeah, Melody, it is your turn next, so if that's Portia's turn, then yeah. Well, Melody's flying. I know. Can oh, I that's right. Melody's nowhere speak near. with animals and also hold it up at the same time? Yeah, it's a, I would say holding it up is a free action. All right. I want to cast Speak with Animals and try to convince Terry Crews to take me over to where Ander is. Oh, Otto, you were supposed to make a wisdom save at the end of your last turn. Oh, you're so right. For Terry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terry's got a weak-ass wisdom save. That's a six. Nope, doesn't save. He's still under the control of omission. Uh, You cast Speak with Animals to Terry? Yeah. What are you saying? All right, I tell him, I'm like, Terry, take me to Ander. He doesn't fly you any closer, but it takes him a lot of effort, but he drops to the ground and loosens his grip on you. Okay, so I jump off. Okay. And And I hold the diadem up. Okay, great. So you're in the doorway to the Harmony Chamber. Uh, Portia is just outside of the Moon Garden, closer in range to Omission, holding up her gauntlet. Uh, And next, it is a random encounter. You know what that means. No. My friend is about to die. That was a success. (laughs) So you got two successes, two failures. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Next in the order is Omission. Uh, Omission is actually going to simply cast Magic Missile at Venian. He's taunting Oof. us. 
He's taunting you. What level, though? Because that shit gets a little crazy. That shit do get wild. Uh, oh, boy. He's going to do that as a fourth level spell, which means... Ow. Six, I think? Yes, six total darts. So 30 damage. Cruel. I'm so sorry. Cruel. I think Fenny can take it. He can. Next. <laughs> he, he can. He's fine. Uh, it is your turn next, Fennian. Sick. I hold up my staff, but also I cast Fireball. That's probably smart. <laughs> um, so Fireball is a deck save. You got it. And I'm going to cast it as a fifth level spell. Holy shit. 14. Oh, it fails. Stunning. <laughs> 8d6. So now it's going to be 10d6. Yikes. So that's 36 fire damage. Ouch! Yes, you are now holding up your Tempest Rod. Uh, Otto, your three party members are holding up their items, and it is your turn. How far away am I from my son? As far as you were before. It's not more than 120 feet. It's pretty damn far. Are you going to shoot an arrow at him? I was going to say he's going to shoot an arrow tipped with medicine. As a healing matter potions. of motherfucking fact, we have healing potions. I have two healing potions. Oh, please, God. Please. Yes. <laughs> Is Morgana still within 30 feet of Ander? Yes, as you gaze across the room, Morgana is kneeling, holding Ander in her arms as Cal fights off the barrage of attacks around them both. Okay, I do this. Morgana, catch! It's an audio medium. I, I do this. <laughs> yeah, audio. He pointed at mean. both of his eyes, audio, audio, and then he yeah. pointed away at something else. They know what and I now mean. Eyes. You don't two even have to describe eyes, it because they know away. what I mean. Two fingers. Two fingers. This I is away. atrocious listening. <laughs> and then I tie a bottle of healing potion to the tip of an arrow. <laughs> okay. When you make your when you make your ranged attack, do it with disadvantage. You have never shot an arrow with such bad balance in your life. Okay, well then I use my tower of will feet to take away the disadvantage on the range right. attack roll. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Please. God damn it! I'm, I know I'm gonna crit fail on this motherfucking roll. Are you ready? Yeah. It's a 26. <laughs> All right. Stunning. I am going to roll a dexterity check to see if Morgana is able to catch it. That that seems fair. Or if it just fucking goes but through I, her Also, hand. I yelled to her beforehand, so, you know. Sure, but, that's you know, worth. an entire war being waged. She rolled a one. Fuck. I knew she was no. the villain of this whole goddamn campaign. Well, your arrow does sail just within reach of her, and she sees it coming, uh, regardless of the commotion happening around her, and uh, she she attempts to catch it, and it sails just through her fingers and shatters on the ground. Okay, and it's then I hold good. up my Pick amulet. It up. Yeah, she's, she's, you see her as you turn to the rest of the group. You see her trying to scoop it up in her hands, scoop it up and try to dribble it into Anders' mouth. Um and you said, <laughs> and you then I hold up my amulet. You hold up your amulet. Okay, Portia, it's your time to shine. Say the magic words. You know what they are. The key is 
Friendship. Friendship. <laughs> uh, Otto, you hear in your ear, and it echoes through all of your heads. Now that's more like it. A glowing light begins to connect your your many items by a thread of of shimmering pixelated light, and as it as it connects between you from Otto to Portia, the melody to Fenian, it 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 causes a glow from your item and then from you. And this this power that you have yet to encounter, yet to experience of your own, begins to swell inside of you, urging you to make this combined attack. Why don't you each roll 8d10, plus your nature? 60. Okay. 44. 46. Okay. 61. You combine this power between the four of you, and it shoots into blinding sphere of light that crashes down on Omission's head, and as this blinding light washes throughout the room, it fades away quickly thereafter, and as it fades away, Omission is, is significantly smaller now. It is just about a foot taller than Asian, who you can now kind of see through the dark veil of Omission's body, uh, is still standing within Omission, alongside Javier. Um, and the battle still wages around you. The room grew light for a moment, sort of distracting everyone. Um, but as it faded away, an Omission is, is, is now this kind of minuscule creature in comparison to before, um, the battle continues to wage on around you. the silent aftermath of this attack against omission you hear a singular grieving wail from across the room as morgana throws herself over anders body i'm gonna cast chain lightning and scream for ander at the top of my lungs and i'm going to aim for all the enemies in my path to fucking omission. Okay. I'm aiming for the fucking orcs or whoever attacked Ander. I'm aiming for like all the bitches. I'm pissed. Okay, dexterity saving throw. It was a five. Oh yeah, that doesn't save bitch. These goddamn bitches. It's 11d8 lightning damage. I'm casting it at the seventh level. Jesus Christ, Amanda! Hell yeah. Melody mm -hmm. is pissed. I'm mad. They all take that amount of damage, right? Good! Yes. Okay. Jesus. Oh, Jesus! Anger rolling. So, that's a 61. Yes! You cast chain lightning from the back of the group, and as it as it shatters down an omission uh, and bounces from omission to an orc felling that orc to another felling that orc to inexplicably Derek felling Derek. 
Good riddance. The lightning subsides, and before you all is simply Asian and Favier cloaked in a blanket of black smoke. Uh, and next in the order is Omission, who is going to reach out a hand to Fenian, who is the closest. It's going to put pretty much all of its might into making a singular appendage long enough to touch you. Um, and I'm going to roll that attack, which we all know. Is just I just gonna... feel compelled to say that I feel like I'm the physically closest to the thing. Are you? Not Fenian. Thank you yeah, for telling me that. So then I... it's you. Yeah. So does a 15 Are you? hit? Oh, yeah, because I made a melee a... attack on my You're right, last. you're right. Thank you. So does a 15 hit? Yeah. No. Okay. So it misses. Uh, it kind of even, like, floats through you and isn't able to make contact with you and, and very shortly after recedes uh, back to its body. And uh, now it's Venian's turn. I'm casting Fireball again at Asian and his weird brother. Okay. Um, so it's going to be a deck save. Okay. 18. Ooh, it matches. In which case, I'm going to use my bend luck ability okay. to roll a d4 and apply the number rolled as a bonus or penalty to a creature's um, saving throw. Okay. That's a one, but it's all I need, so he gets a 17 instead. Okay. So you are going to take four, six, four, um, 38 fire damage. Okay. A thin sheet of black smoke is all that's left billowing around Asian and Favier's shoulders. And as omission has been reduced to so much, um, Otto, as you, as you kind of ready yourself to take your turn, creation jumps off of your shoulder. Um, and this smoke in the room, as well as the light still emitting from the places where your friends have, have popped up, begins to kind of pool and stream together and and begin to collect beneath creation, building it up in the same sort of large light body that you met it as in your dream in the forest, but now in complete realization, in reality, in front of you, does it, it lift up. And as it does so, the creatures that arrived with omissions initial spell when it conjured up all of these enemies um they fall to their knees weakened by this 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 kind of malice that was that was keeping them going and now in front of you stands creation the light of creation in all of its reality and it reaches down between favier and asian and in its palm, as it stands up, upright before you, is a small black axolotl. A creature very similar to the one that you saw skittering between the stalagmites in the mines beneath Everstar. And it turns to you, creation turns to you, and it says, This is a small consolation, but I hope this is something that I can do to repay you for all of your hard work. And it turns around and walks toward Ander. And as it does, Morgana kind of leans away, awestruck now that she is seeing it as well. And it kneels down and places a hand on him. And 
Not a moment later do you hear small, weak coughs. And he looks up and you hear from far across the room. Adventurers. <laughs> and creation comes back to you uh, with just a few short steps across the temple. And it says, This much I can handle, but there are a few things left for you to do. And it walks off towards the Harmony Chamber. No, no, no. just beat a god. Wait a minute. Is it quiet? Is everybody... Are any of the orcs still there? Yeah, but they're they're down on their knees, essentially dying. That's totally fine. I run <laughs> over to one, okay, and I take their tongue out of their mouth. Oh my god! And I, gonna, and I said, "War crimes, bitch!" And I throw <laughs> the tongue on the ground. Yes, Portia. <laughs> I love Portia. You know, actually, can I say, seeing I don't know if we're still in in uh, initiative, but seeing Portia do that, I also do that to the nearest <laughs> orc, and as I ho- I hold its tongue. But I look Anders like half alive body in the eye from across the room and I said, I said stay on the pterodactyl. <laughs> and then I cut. Jesus Christ. Tongue. How many orcs are still alive? Uh, are there three or four of them? A handful, yeah. I'm cool. going to save you. I find one. Take all I their tongues. I don't want to cut the tongue out because like, ew. I just kick it in the crotch as hard as I can. <laughs> <laughs> and then I run over and get Fuck the Fuck you. I run over and get slid off the top of his tongue. <laughs> oh my God. I can't protect you from her. I'll save you some time. I do it to every single one in there. <laughs> Creation is just horrified. <laughs> Creation uh, left. These are my We're chosen champions. After a while. And be, she's going to be like, or Creation's going to be like, hey, why did it take you guys so long to follow me? And we're going to have to cop to the fact that we just cut tongues out of orcs. Yeah. Well, it was And I love that for us. I, you know, if you were going to end it on any note. War crimes. It war crimes. So, uh, yes, you've done your many war crimes. So what are you doing? Are you following creation into the harmony chamber? Yeah. Yeah, no. but with a bloody tongue in my hand. Oh, that's nice. Oh. Uh, yes, you you follow, and as you enter this this large, almost dome-like room, you find creation standing in the pond, just just on the edge of the small island, and you walk in just as creation is dipping down enough to place the small black, motionless axolotl into what you first thought was just a ruined statuette but as you now approach you all realize that it is the ruins of a stone chalice and creation turns to you all once again and says uh like i said you four are going to have to do just a tad more work portia if you would and it motions to the ruined stone chalice i don't know what to do you approached it, though? Yes. Have you touched it? Yes. Is anybody else approaching? I'm approaching. So, Melody, when you approach the chalice, make an insight check. It's a 12. The water at your feet, now that you are standing on this small island, begins to kind of bubble up as if it wants you to do something with it. And as you look at the edges of the chalice, 
though they lay in ruin, you can see that there's something depicted on the edges all around it. I say that to my comrades. I'm like, there's something to depict it on it. Fenian hikes up whatever pants robe thing he's wearing and like trudges through the water to come take a closer look at it. Fenian, you approach. Would you like to investigate first or do you want to make your insight check first? Oh, uh, whichever. Why don't you um, investigate first? Yeah. An eight. Well, <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, she's right. There's definitely something scrawled in here. How how <laughs> remarkable. Yes. Uh, and why don't you also make your insight check? I love when we fail all Jamie's checks. Well, it's an 18. So that's good. You feel as though you kind of know what to do here. And in doing so, you put two and two together between what you see on the side of the chalice and what you are urged to do. And Fanny and you see... Uh, depictions of the chalice actually on its own side of a sphere of some sort um, floating gingerly above the filled surface of the actual chalice itself put completely together um, and four figures standing around with symbols of the items on them standing around keeping guard of the chalice Okay, we gotta stand around and guard the chalice. Everybody pick up a position. I'll take 12 o'clock. Dave's on six. Uh, Otto, Melody, right. nine, nine. And, nine and three. three yeah. Okay, cool. We make our little circle. Hail to the guardians of the watchtowers of the east. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys take up your places around the chalice, creation makes this sound that almost sounds like a chuckle. And... Portia, it reaches down and grabs the hand that has the gauntlet on it and gingerly guides it to the chalice. And as it does so, you feel a connection to it and it begins to uncrumble. And now that Portia has pieced it back together. I reach out with my amulet and I touch it and I'm like, story of my life, the gods have always overestimated me. <laughs> Otto, as you reach out with your amulet, a small flame flickers from you. And as it does so, it travels around the room and lights torches on all of the walls, illuminating the room and allowing light to cascade off of the water below and up towards the ceiling, kind of almost making like a a sea of stars all around the dome. I lightly touch the chalice. The axolotl's small body is swooped into a gentle, protective sphere of air that floats gently over the empty chalice. All right, I conjure up some water Mm -hmm. and, like, have, like, a little water ball that I, like, add. You you move this, this water up from the pond at your feet up into the chalice, and it fills the chalice, uh, sort of making a, a concave bed for this sphere of air to spin gently on as it protects the axolotl inside. And creation steps back and looks you all over, though it doesn't have the facial features for you to make eye contact with. And it says, um, Thank you all for this unfathomable amount of hard work. I know that You did not come into this of your own volition. You sort of fell into these positions. And might I say that there's no such thing as one destined to be a hero. 
but if there were any that I would rely on time and time again through any reincarnation, it would be you four. Oh, you. <laughs> Creation sort of shrinks down, and as it does, it says, and with that, and uh, it becomes an axolotl again, and actually crawls up the side of the chalice and inserts itself into the sphere. And as these two axolotls spin in almost like a yin-yang of light and dark, the content, lovely tune of creation falls in line over the sad, lonely tune of omission and creates a balance, a harmony, unlike any you've ever heard before, and it reverberates throughout the room, and it fuels the greenery in the temple, and it brings an air of contentedness and balance back to all of you. happen with these relics? Are we going to keep them? I guess. Because the, the, the whole Supreme thing is like... wants her amulet back. It was like a... We can chat with her. her. No. She just fought a war on our behalf. That's I feel true. like she's pretty chill. She is chill. Also, here's the thing. If we don't hold on to these relics... They're just like out there for someone else to grab, and that's not yeah. cool. Yeah. I guess we gotta protect these forever. We should go find Mom Ghana and Andrew. Yeah, I wanna go look for Ian. Yeah, but we should tell her we're the bosses now, cause like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad oh, yeah. I'm okay, so Fennian stops go. us all before we leave to be like, guys, we have bargaining power. Just remember, as a union, we're stronger than we were apart. <laughs> Wait a minute. I have something I want to do first. Okay. Oh, Unionize. What? I say, Sizbiv, you weirdo, I know you're around here. <laughs> Reveal yourself. <laughs> In the harmony chamber? Yes. From the doorway out Fuck. to the moon garden, <laughs> a curtain opens up, and it's no longer the hallway to the moon garden. And he appears, and he steps out and closes the curtain behind him, recreating the moon garden once again. And he says, seems like we won. I say, <laughs> we? Sizbiv, I am a demigod. Give me my Gucci belt. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> She's got I... her gauntlet on like this. He peeks behind him, peering through the hall uh, at, at what he can see of the aftermath of the battle that waged here. And he kind of like slowly unclips the belt from around his own waist and, and tosses it to you, Portia. Sick. I say thank you very much. And, uh, and then he, he wanders out through the hall into the temple. I yeah. run. I sprint to Ander. And Terry Crews. I am running. Uh, Terry Crews approaches again, uh, now sitting on your shoulder. Now eight. Now omission is is reduced back to its original form. It, it no longer holds dominion over him. And um, Otto, you lead the group out to the temple, and you all approach. There's now a small 
group gathered around Ander. There are small pockets of people attending to each other throughout the temple, and a few uh, preservationists are, are dusting themselves off and, and checking on, on the wounded, whether friend or foe. And as you approach, Cal, Genji, and Morgana are all kneeling around Ander, um, kind of tending to him. And you can see Cal has taken quite a bit of damage herself, as well as Genji, who you didn't know could put up such a good fight. Wait, Genji can fight? Oh yeah, Genji was fighting left and right, tossing, tossing, uh, you know, the occasional strange potion and slinging spells. Can I cast Mass Cure Wounds? Oh, for sure. Okay, definitely Ander, Genji, and Cal. And then you three. And then no. Fenian and Portia as well. Okay, I didn't cool. have any damage. Oh, you don't have any da- what? damage? Yeah. Huh. Okay, That's then uh, how about Morgana? I know. Does Morgana sure. have damage? Yeah. yeah, heal her up. Okay. 35. Okay. Uh, Ander is back to full health, um, as is Genji, but not Cal, but it's okay. okay. I slap Ander. How? I told you to stay on the pterodactyl. I thought I could help. Oh. Well, you couldn't. Idiot. That's cute. That hurts. But I'm glad. Well, be I'm... smarter, and I won't call you an idiot. I'm glad you're all okay. Oh, Ander. Huh? I throw my arms around him. And then I tell him that I chain lightninged a lot of bad guys when I thought he had been hurt. Well, that's actually pretty cool. Can you tell me about that in detail later? Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. I will tell you about each individual reaction (gasps) as the lightning hit them. Oh my god, thank you so much. (laughs) I love him. (laughs) One week after the battle, the preservationists and friends have put in the hard work to begin repairing the temple, clearing debris and repairing the structure. Um, what what have you guys done in particular in the last week, immediately after the battle? I've helped Genji regrow his garden. Oh. I think I've probably worked closely with Olin Fair to reorganize and keep the library in good health. Okay. I feel like Cal and I were just like rebuilding anything that needed to be done. And I was super awkward about it, and she didn't understand. <laughs> she loves it. And I love her for that. Oh. I think maybe Otto and Cal or whoever work out the particulars of the guard detail on the Harmony Chamber itself. Oh, like, nice. Keeping watch, keeping logs of who comes and goes and shit. Mm-hmm. And how evil they are, you know? Yes, that's good. We can we can quantify that stuff now. Yes, totally, for <laughs> sure. One month after the battle, many of the allies who battled have gone home to their loved ones, and many preservationists remain, rebuilding the temple and watching over the Harmony Chamber. A stairway has been built up to the spring, and Olin Fair is comparing his notes from the Forest Temple to those that he's transcribed here. Morgana is heading repairs, and Cal manages the construction. Alma has returned to the kitchen, and Genji has continued replanting his garden among all of the repairs. And what have you done in the last month? 
I have murdered every orc that ganged up on Ander. <laughs> You've hunted them all Genocide? down? <laughs> yeah, I've John Wicked them. All right. I, w- I would like to say I've helped him with that. Okay. It didn't take long as most of them did die at the temple. Yeah, well, we still found the remaining. Okay. And anyone with a relation. Did all of the things that we killed that were brought back to life, they're just out in the world now? Nope, they died. Oh, sick. I'm just letting them have their fun. But they all actually, in actuality, died. Fantastic. Because for a second I was like, oh, we have a lot of work to do then. Because there are some (laughs) exceptionally evil things lurking in the world right now. (laughs) That's so true. We have such bigger fish to We have, <laughs> we have huge issues. <laughs> we wouldn't be fantasy John wicking people over <laughs> personal grudge. <laughs> In the month that has passed, I think I've been to Rosemond to visit and <laughs> go Mankis a couple times. Oh. Just hanging out with the fam. I feel like the, the farm is doing better. Yes. They're feeling better. And I think there's... I don't know, not a ton of work for us to do as preservationists. So I think Fenian is probably getting ready to go back to university. Okay. No. Oh, I went to Evenstar for sure and got Roscoe's pants. I like asked them if they could make us like four tailored assless pants. So we all have matching pants. I am not wearing my assless pants. I am not going to get <laughs> well, into you the them. roles that you would have had to make to get back into the Everstar castle to talk to Roscoe. Okay, well, I did. She can okay. turn into a rat. Right. We know yeah. that's all You're it right. takes. You're right. Portia, what are you doing in a month? Um, Me and my Pegasus Keebler, we just, I guess, flew around and I was trying to find Tooth. Okay. So I was just <laughs> going back to all the other places we've been before. And just trying to find him. Okay. I will say you did stumble upon him in Everstar. What's your All game right. plan? I walk up to him and I say, I hate apologizing, but I might have overreacted. <laughs> uh, he is now wearing a red wig and is operating out of a different shack just outside the outskirts of town. And oh he, he looks down at you as you enter and upon those words, he kind of almost blushes, and he says, "Oh, um, awkward apology accepted, I guess." And, and he, say, he hands okay. He extends a hand to shake, and I shake it, but wow. very tightly. Oh, he looks- <laughs> like I don't really want to get over it, but I. <laughs> he kind of says, "Ow," <laughs> and uh, jerks his okay. hand. A year after the battle, the preservationists have dissolved, and the Order of Ludus now welcomes all. The temple has opened its doors for the first time in centuries and became a loving place of worship to any and all who will have it. Penelope and Alma have started their very own baking company from the temple kitchen and always have a warm loaf of green bread and a hot meal ready for you four when you stop by. Sahin and a few other preservationists have moved to the Forest Temple to see about repairing it and creating a second branch for the Order of Ludus. Morgana and Cal have officially adopted Ander and purchased a beachfront cottage on the outskirts of Everstar. 
That doesn't stop Morgana from attending and often working at the temple, or Cal from running headfirst into adventures and teaching training courses to anyone willing to put in the work. Olin Fair is traveling on a pilgrimage of knowledge, gathering every bit of information he can on religious studies and the Order of Ludus. Genji has filled the temple with plants of every nature and leads the congregation, lovingly teaching the ways of Ludus and recounting the tales of the new keepers. Sisbiv's shop has disappeared from the temple, but every now and then, travelers will hear rumors of rare and unique goods being sold by some mysterious and downright creepy being, but he's always gone before the recipients of such rumors can find him. The Harmony Chamber remains locked, but if you enter the Moon Garden and listen carefully, you can still hear the sweet harmony. And what are you four doing in the year? The uh, main temple is like fully operational and shit. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe like, is it possible that maybe Otto has like a little like Hagrid's hut? up by the skylights to the temple <laughs> as like a church security guy with enough like airspace for Terry Crews to stretch his wings out. Yeah, I'd say you probably managed that. All right. Well, I feel like church bouncer is the best case scenario for Otto, like <laughs> in terms of job title. So okay. he's a church bouncer. Portia went back to the land of Duncan and completely over through my parents. <laughs> to and what now end? Is, I just, she I'm killed in charge him. now. No, okay. I did not Portia kill Portia said, I will take what is mine with fire and blood. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. It was really scary, actually. And she's in charge now. But I still have my Pegasus Keebler. Oh, yes. With me now. Oh, totally. Horse girl for life. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Horse girl for life. I would say Melody's hanging around the temple still. Okay. Just like singing songs to whoever. Keeping an eye on like, that chamber. You know, checking on the on the chamber and the garden and the library and like all, all the places. Just, you know, still partying. Yes. Fenian's back at his teaching gig where he quickly made tenure being an actual deity um the the university i don't think felt they could say no because they were like oh I you now have control over air <laughs> yeah i'm now a uh lower uh, lesser deity so tenure or smiting your choice whatever <laughs> um <laughs> total bluff whatever um but i think he visits the temple often because and i don't care if you don't like this, he definitely made Morgana teach him how to teleport to the temple. Oh, you just so oh, he could say oh, hi yeah, sometime. Yeah, yeah. You each learned the moment you put Harmony back together. Thank, Thank God. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. T then Fenian does a whole lot of teleporting and not holding his breath. Oh, good. Um, yeah, and he stops in and sees Olin Fair often because he refuses to admit defeat to the library, but also he kind of likes Olin Fair. He's a cool elfy dude. That's friendship right there. Otto teleports maybe. into Fenian's classes uh, and just like says things that he thinks will contradict whatever Fenian is saying at the moment. Like he just shows up <laughs> and he's like, oh, what is this guy telling you about the lesser laws of 
upper evil magic. <laughs> He's wrong. And the students are like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> well, That's I lecture. That's not in- what the lecture was about. Fenian lectures in alchemy, so oh my God. yeah. Every time you come, it's essentially a chemistry <laughs> class, and every time you come in talking about something random, it absolutely <laughs> derails the class. And no matter how many times Otto does it, he can't get it right—the subject or any, like any, even the the ballpark. At, at some point, after many times that happens, I've just written in huge capital letters on the board the word alchemy and like underlined it. Aww. You pop in and I just point at the board. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I'd like to say Melody definitely goes to visit like Callan, Morgana, and Ander regularly and like just oh. turns into a shark on the Aww. beach for Ander's oh. <laughs> It just Melody. like bre- like breaches with power like over the surface of the ocean. Yes. <laughs> Melody and Portia constantly get together and turn into rats. Yes. <laughs> <for the house. laughs> I'm like, Portia, let's smoke this spliff and then just run around as rats. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Melody rolls a fat blunt and then polymorphs into a rat so that she has like one one hundredth the amount of blood and gets like a hundred times more high than she would have with her regular body. And I'm like, I'm like Otto, that's alchemy. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you oh. take this knowledge? Five years after the battle. You've all separately received a letter inviting you to a party at Cal and Morgana's beachfront cottage. It is Anders' 17th birthday party. (gasps) Oh. And as you each arrive separate from each other, the beach stretching up to their cottage is, is decorated with shells and tables and chairs for everyone that they anticipate to come. And as you approach, you see slew of familiar faces. You see Finley and Orin walking up, holding a basket of goods. You see Sisbiv standing at a table, uh, kind of overlooking the, the spread of food. You see, of course, Genji and Olin Fair and Sahin and many other preservationists that you recognize. And um, as, you, as you each enter the house, uh, Olma and Penelope are bustling about the kitchen, preparing the food for the party. Who do you think arrived first of the four of you? I feel like Melody, just because she's still in regular contact at the temple and stuff. Or Otto, because we're both also at the temple all the time. Okay. We could come together. Yeah. You think you all arrived together? Or us. Yeah, me and Otto did, for sure. Because we're both I probably arrived shortly after. Okay. Benny, are you arriving late? Oh, I'll arrive on time. Okay, you each arrive in Everstar, slightly separate, but you find yourselves walking up the beach to this this small blue cottage together. And as you approach the house, down this this flight of half-log stairs comes running a tall, muscular, curly-haired boy. And he runs up and yells, Adventurers! It's so great to see you! Thank you for coming to my party! Who magicked his teeth? Who magicked your teeth? Uh, I throw my arms around Anders. 
Okay. As he's, he approaches, he's significantly taller than you now, Melody. It's kind of cute. It's okay. I throw my arms around his waist. Oh. I give him a nice pat on the shoulder. That feels very on brand yes. for Fenian. He says, "It's so nice to see you, Fenian. I feel like I haven't seen you in months." Yeah, it's because it's been months. Yeah, you're right. That's probably why. I'm a very busy university professor. <laughs> I'm not. What's up, kid? How you doing? Oh, Anno. Thank you for the gift you sent me last month. It was so nice. No problem. Did you kill anybody with it? Nope, not yet. Cal won't <laughs> let me. That's good. Nope, don't don't kill. It's bad. Right. Just maim. I do a like a really weird handshake that he obviously doesn't know. <laughs> you know like, ah, you grew up so fast, kid. Oh, uh, he plays along <laughs> all smiles and he's like, I missed you, Portia. Oh, shucks. And he uh, he kind of oh, <laughs> ushers you all towards the house and into the party where you're greeted with many smiles of many faces that you haven't seen in almost years. An elderly pterodactyl tries to pick up <gasps> Ander, but he's too heavy and the pterodactyl's too elderly and he can't lift him up. And he just kind of like pulls on him a little bit and Ander's like, ow. <laughs> and that, that's oh, the God, whole thing. Terry, stop it. And Terry Crews just resigns to sitting on Anders' shoulder. <laughs> you are greeted with shouts of hellos and how are yous and what have you been up tos. You find yourselves catching up with all of the people that you've helped, fought beside, and befriended over the years. And it's as warm as you've ever felt when you've encountered the light of creation. But this warmth, this happiness is of your own efforts, your own creation. And despite your lives before the battle, before your time in search of what was laying waste to the world, and before each other, this is a place that you always knew you wanted to end up. 